Sister Annie thinks I'm a science project. But you know something? I guess I'm not so average anymore. Hey everyone, welcome once again to another episode of The Secret World of Cal and Jack, in which Cal and Jack watch Alex Mack. I'm Jack and joining me as always, it's Callan. Hey Jack, I'm <laughs> joining you as always. Joining me as always. And as always, we're here to talk about the fascinating and exciting world of The Secret World of Alex Mack, which was a kid's show which aired on the Nickelodeon Network in the mid to late 90s. Um, we are up to episode uh, 13 of season two of The Secret World of Alex Mack. Today's episode was called On the Rocks. Ah, clever. <laughs> clever. Um, but before we get into uh, this episode of Alex Mack, I might kick us off with one of these. Don't you want a Mac fact? Don't you want a fact? You want a Mac fact, Callan? Yes, please. So, Callan, uh, this week's Mac fact is that the Mac Truck Company is one of North America's largest manufacturers of heavy-duty Class 8 trucks, engines, and transmissions. <laughs> Founded in 1900, Mac trucks are sold and serviced in more than 45 countries worldwide. Contrary to popular belief, Mac trucks are not associated or affiliated with the children's television series The Secret World of Alex Mac, which aired for four seasons on the Nickelodeon Network in the mid-90s. <laughs> I see you've reached the bottom of the barrel. Mac facts are drying up, Callan. <laughs> There's only so much IMDb can tell us about the secret world of Alex Mack. We live in a post-truth world, so it's yeah. probably the point where you just start making shit up. Yes. Yep, so we're, we're, on, to, we're on to fake facts. <laughs> Alternative facts. Alternative Mac facts. <laughs> yeah, we, I get all my um, Mac facts off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This week's Mac fact come from, comes to us from Breitbart. <laughs> I think it's a Russian bot. <laughs> <laughs> Good app this week, I thought. Great app. Great app, this one. Um, we'll kick it off with with a little synopsis. Very strong A and B plots in this one, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so our A plot concerns, uh, uh, once again, Alex and her sister Annie. Alex uh, realizes that she's walking down the school corridor and she notices that um, Hot Scott is in his woodshop class and she has the the brainwave that if she joins woodshop, she'll be able to spend more time with Hot Scott and possibly make him her boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that she uh, has no interest in woodshop and actually actively dislikes the idea of um, nailing stuff together. Mm-hmm. So she she hatches this plan and, run, and runs it over with Annie, who says, um, he says, no, you, you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't do things that you don't want to do just to impress some guy that you like. Um, she finds that. Uh, that's one of her her moral her moral standpoints that she takes. But then, shortly after, Bryce uh, turns up and his boyfriend, uh, and invites her to go rock climbing with him. Um, and despite Annie uh, not having any interest in rock climbing and actually considering it a bit dangerous, uh, she decides to go along with him. She maintains that it's because they want to. Sh- they she wants to share his interests. Um, but Alex uh, finds this a bit hypocritical because she thinks. Annie is just going because she wants to impress Bryce um, in the same way that she told Alex not to just try and impress Scott by joining Woodshop. Uh, so the the day of uh, rock climbing comes along and the, the two friends that Annie and Bryce were going to go with can't make it or they decide not to. So uh, Alex and Ray kind of invite themselves along on the rock climbing trip. So they turn up uh, at the, the mountain climber, the rock climbing range. Um, they meet uh, an excellent park ranger, um, who <laughs> the incompetent and hilarious park ranger. Ale- Annie and Bryce 
get on all their rock climbing gear and start climbing the mountain while Alex and Ray decide instead to take the hiking trail up to the top of the mountain because um, they're too scared of rock climbing, I guess. Yeah. So they're nearly, so Alex, uh, Annie and Annie and Bryce are climbing up the mountain and they're nearly at the top when Annie, Annie slips on the last little handhold and, and falls. Um, she's got a rope on, so uh, she's safe, but she's hanging, hanging on by a thread and Bryce, uh, not able to reach her, he he runs off to find help, and uh, and it's up to Alex and Ray to sort of use Alex's powers to to get Annie off the rock face um, and to safety, which they do by Alex um, turns herself into a puddle. She puts herself into like a drink bottle that has a string on it, mm-hmm. and Ray lowers the drink bottle with the string down to um, a rock that's level with Annie, and Alex. Um, Stops being a puddle and uses her powers to swing Annie over onto the uh, onto the safety of the, the the flat rock. And as the favorite line in the episode, well, yep. maybe <laughs> one of the second favorite lines. But yeah. he's lowering, Ray's lowering down the drink bottle, and Annie goes, "I'm not thirsty." And Ray goes, "It's not water, Annie. It's your sister." <laughs> <laughs> and then she turns to the camera and goes, "What?" what? And it zooms in, and then you know the Benny Hill theme starts playing. Um, so then, uh, so then they, they decide they, Alex says, okay, well let's, let's go to the hiking trail and walk back up the top. And Annie says, no, no, I'm going to rock climb up to the top. So she, uh, she bloody gets up there and she bloody does it and they get up to the top. And by the time Bryce and the ranger come back with, uh, with extra safety equipment and ropes and stuff, Alex and Ray and Annie are all sitting at the top of the mountain, eating their sandwiches, having had a great time. The end. The end of the A plot. And nothing else happened in this episode, I don't think. <laughs> no, 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 no. Something else happened, Cal. What happened? <laughs> well, for some reason, um, you know, I think that when they were writing this show, they probably just didn't really have a good handle on what a uh, chemical plant does <laughs> <laughs> or what a PR company does <laughs> because um, Daniel Atron has created a new air freshener and she's hiring Barbara Mack, Alex's mum, to do the ad campaign. And as far as I knew, she wasn't like an ad creative. She was more of mm. like a um like an events planner. But yeah, but you know, I guess they're all the same thing. Yep. Daniel Atron has her little heart set <laughs> on being the face of the new pine air freshener that Daniel Atron chemical plant is putting out. Uh, mm. And uh, I think her ulterior motive is that she wants America to love her, yeah. <laughs> which is strange. Uh, so Barbara has the pretty tall order of trying to give <laughs> Daniel a um, a makeover <laughs> to make her more lovable. And I uh, initially thought that there would be some sort of face swap kind of face-off <laughs> scenario where she would come out as either John Travolta or Nicolas Cage. Or some horrifying combination of both. Yeah. Or maybe like her and Dave could swap bodies. That would be a good episode. Oh my god, oh, that would be great. Um, yeah. But so she she has a bunch of different um, stylists and gym people and someone wearing a lab coat. I'm not really sure yeah. what she was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they all leave because they're just so um, turned off by <laughs> Daniel Atron's <laughs> terrible personality. <laughs> um, yeah, no one likes her. It's because of her personality. <laughs> and uh, Barbara walks back in at the end. <laughs> Daniel Atron walks out and she kind of looks like a raggedy Ann doll. Like yeah. <laughs> she's, she's wearing this like weird farm dress and, and blonde wig. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, Barbara calls it straight and says, look, you look ridiculous. Uh, mm. No one will ever love you. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, later that day after everyone's back safely from their rock climbing expedition, they are gathering around the TV to watch the ad that uh, Barbara has made. And instead of Daniel Atron being the star of the ad, it, Vince is the star and he's pulling yes. back his old character that he used a few episodes <laughs> ago of uh, the Southern Cowboy. Southern Cowboy. It's, it's a bit more of a farmer twing to it. Yeah. Like, well, I hear, I hear, I hear. <laughs> this barn smells terrible. <laughs> and then the uh, the episode closes on the reveal of the Daniel Atron power plant air freshener now in pine and extra pine <laughs> which i thought was actually a pretty funny this joke. episode had great jokes it had jokes it had this episode jokes. had some really solid jokes there was also a very quiet joke come that you might have missed just before because the, the whole family sitting sitting around um on the couch just before, like waiting to see the ad um and that's where annie and alex have their little resolution about you know not trying to impress boys and how alex has decided not to join woodshop and blah 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 um and in the background, there's sort of just um, just like vaguely, very quietly, you can hear the news going on um, in the lead up to the ad. And the last thing it says on the, new, on the news is, and now it's time for the unreliable 5 p.m. forecast. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this was like mm. they had some real writers on this episode. Yeah, yeah. They had this, the, the park ranger character who yep. basically he had like four or five lines, but they were all... Mm. Really they good jokes. Gold lines. It's probably like replaying them back. It's not going to do them justice, but, um, no. you know, he was a funny yeah, guy. Do, do yourself a favor and watch episode 13 of season two of The Secret World of Alex Mack. I mean, I assume that no one is listening who hasn't just watched yeah. that. I <laughs> haven't just finished watching Weird. it moments ago and then are now playing mm. this while watching it for a second time on low volume. <laughs> I also thought. Um, even though I mean, this made me maybe a comment on how how obscenely low the bar is for me to be impressed by Alex using her powers. But there's a scene early on in the episode where she she sees Scott in her woodshop class in his woodshop class, and he comes to the, and he's sort of talking to her in the doorway. And Scott's obnoxious and needy girlfriend is over in the background, and she says she says Alex, look what I made, and she's built this little birdhouse thing. And then Alex uses her power to just like break it apart. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, which I thought was like uh, finally like powers used appropriately in in interesting circumstances. And then later on when um, when she uses her powers again to save Annie, I mean it's kind of if you think about it too much, it's kind of nonsensical. But they've got this, she's got this like um, water canteen thing that they've that they've introduced earlier in the episode so it's a bit of a, a Chekhov's gun i guess Chekhov's water tank i don't think if you see a, a water bottle in yeah, the, first the first act in the third act you turn into a puddle and have to go into it yeah. it's not water annie it's your sister <laughs> And then there was a great opportunity for, for us to add our own fun little lines when Alex said, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> and we all broke into song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened sooner. Mm, mm. I keep thinking Annie's got a gun. That's the... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Annie, are you okay? Mm. Uh, are you okay? It's a hard knock life <laughs> for us. I am. Consider yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mac. <laughs> 
Oh, Callan, do you ever do anything to impress a girl? Never. No, never. I'm impressive enough as it is. <laughs> what do girls find most impressive about you? Mm, um, my receding airline. <laughs> <laughs> My majestic forehead. <laughs> Man, a plane on that thing. <laughs> yeah, Callan, you shouldn't be interested. You shouldn't pretend to be interested in foreheads just to um, get close to people. You can tell what time it is by how sunburnt my forehead is. <laughs> That's how the ancient, uh, I don't know, people of England used to do it. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, um, Women are generally impressed with the rate at which my hair is going grey. Oh, chicks love that. I haven't seen you in a while in the yeah. flesh. I so yeah. I'm imagining that you're like a silver fox type now. Look, not not quite. It is happening. My my dad was entirely grey by the time he was like 30, so I'm overdue, and I'm definitely starting to go a little bit salt and peppery on the edges. Mm. So are you a George Clooney or like a Roger Sterling from Mad no, Men? I'm more like a Ma- I'm more like a Maxwell Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sheffield, Miss Fine, Miss <laughs> Fine. Do you want to do a nanny podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> but all right. If we did a nanny, if we did a nanny podcast, what would we call it? The Secret World of Callan Jack, where Callan Jack watched the nanny. <laughs> I guess it would be fun to sing the theme song every... Oh, we could sing the theme song. Should we think, sing the theme song every week as part of this show? Well, there are no words to this theme song. No, no, I mean the nanny theme song. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> na, 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 Alex Mack, she is nanny. Flushing queens. Kicked her out of one of those crushing scenes. She was there. She had flair. Um, she was out on her fanny. Uh, yeah, great. Great show of the 90s. This would have been a similar era, right? I think it would have been. Maybe they... Ooh, Alex Mack, the nanny crossover episode. Exactly, yeah. Well, Alex, your Aunt Fran is coming for dinner. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well... Well, we're going out to the the conference and we've got a babysitter for you. Well, she's more of a nanny. (laughs) Hello. <laughs> is that is that your uh, your your friend? Oh, Brendan? Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Give me some more. Give me another few minutes of that. <laughs> oh, Alex, how can you? How did you move this book from the shelf when you're all the way over there? Uh huh. Yeah, I get. I mean, it writes itself, really. <laughs> oh, you kids are such a handful. I had to invite another babysitter to help me. It's Ray Romano. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I hate children. Oh, the children. They're. <laughs> I got twins, and they're both bad. <laughs> I hate my wife <laughs> and my parents. My brother is huge. <laughs> oh, and finally, the hey, kids, we're not cooking dinner. We're having pizza tonight. And look who's bringing our pizza. It's Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh, two mice. <laughs> Fall in a bucket of cream. Mouth, struggles. Drowns. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That was Christopher Walken talking to Fran Fine's boss. 
Na mga faucet. This is some good stuff. <laughs> this is some good content, people. You know, this is free. You know, we just put this out for free. Really? Yeah. Yep. We don't even have a Patreon. So you're saying I shouldn't have quit my job? <laughs> I've been waiting for that check to come in. I've been meaning to talk to you about yeah. that. <laughs> right. My landlord is like really getting on me about the rent. Um, so... Oh, you mean your landlord Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> rent you have not paid. <laughs> Pay or do not. Do not. You cannot try to pay. <laughs> It's the like Ray Romano. Why are there so many pillows on this bed? <laughs> oh, I don't like my parents. <laughs> but they live real close. <laughs> we look Italian, but our parents don't. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this is uh, good. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? She doesn't have a cat. Her mom's name isn't Pat. But she always will, almost always wears a hat. <gasps> Alex Mack wears a hat. How about that? Now, last week, Callan, you were furious at the uh, status of the hats. Yeah, I had to go take a cold shower after yeah. the episode. <laughs> um, how did you feel about the hats in this episode, though? There's some more hats. There's some new, new hats. hats. There yeah. was a very, very distinctive new beanie, I thought. Yeah, a beanie and a pigtail combo looks mm. good. And it was one of those beanies that, like, it's too big, so it kind of sits off the head. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then because it was so big and then mm. she had her hair in plaits, it made her She head- had her hair in plaits? <laughs> it made her head kind of look like a squid. Yeah, yeah, so that was good. There was a squid hat. Um, Bryce wore a hat. Bryce wore a hat. Um Alex also wore, she did wear an old hat. She wore her pink sort of blossom style hat, which she's worn before, but I quite like that hat. Mm, good hat. Good hat. Uh, the Ranger wore a Ranger hat. That's true. Um, so anything with the Ranger is A-OK by me. Mm-hmm. There were there were mountain climbing helmets. So, you know, safety hats, always important. Yeah. Um, and then there was a scene where um, we saw something not a hat transition into technically a hat mid-scene and then transition back which was when Alex was wearing um, a bandana as a blindfold, oh. which she then pulled up to a head to make it more of a headband yeah. and then back down to a blindfold. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, and the style, it was the, the style of the headband, it was red with that like, um, it's not quite paisley, but it's a very common like bandana pattern. And the combination of that as a headband and the, the sort of baggy um, overall she was wearing made her look like a blood. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was also that she had like the top, button of her um collared shirt yeah, done up and, yep. then, and then the rest open on her yeah. white, white singlet slides and socks and that she was like stabbing a man to death yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know this was another one of those episodes where like i mean i guess she used the powers a little bit but they just mm. it feels like the show just almost wants to not <laughs> yeah. to deal with <laughs> it's these, really reluctant powers just like oh i guess so we've spoken about this before, but uh, Bryce drives um, Annie and Alex and Ray to the to the mountain climbing area, and he's got this massive old, I don't know whether it's a, like a Cadillac or something, but he's got this mm-hmm. massive, cool old convertible. Where did Bryce get this car from? I've got to assume that like it's just like a hand-me-down from his parents yeah, or something. Yeah, right. 
because it's very gangster. It kind of it almost seems like Alex should be driving with a red bandana <laughs> and the car's like bouncing up and down. Yeah, yeah. He is too much of a dweeb for like such a sick ride. Yeah, I, I, or I, a girlfriend or friends or anything. Yeah, like Bryce, who needs him? Am I who right? Who needs him? No, I don't need him. I absolutely, absolutely do not need him. Yeah, what kind of a name is Bryce? Like, God, do you, sp- do you spell it with a Y or with an I? What are you doing, Bryce? <laughs> as cool as Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, Bryce, baby. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Bryce. No, but we I'm not really a fan of Annie, so I guess they deserve each other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like the idea of Annie having, uh, like, I, I guess, it, I guess in this episode they were trying to make it seem like Annie's the nerd and Bryce is the cool one in the relationship, but Bryce is a librarian mm. like Bryce is also a nerd I don't know librarians are pretty cool <laughs> not this one yeah no this one's bad this one's a bad librarian his main trait that I don't like is you know when he's a librarian is he just explains everything to mm. everyone mm. like like a like a jerk yeah but then Annie herself she's a bit of a wet sock too so she <laughs> Is that a saying? Can you call someone a wet sock? Wet blanket? Mm, I prefer wet sock. Yeah, Annie is more of a wet sock than a wet blanket. Yeah. Hey, do you want to hear a funny story about wood, woodworking class? I am. So when I was in high school, um, we had we had a woodworking class. It was actually it was called materials technology uh, because we did uh, we did it was woodworking, but we also did a lot of work with like acrylic plastic. Yeah, yeah. Did you have that? Yeah, you got that like that thing where you could heat it and like bend it. And- yeah, 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 yeah. So um, there was this thing. Our in my high school until I was in year twelve, there was a guy, the guy who'd run like grumpy old man, um, who would run the mat tech class for like. Is that Gary Oldman's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Grumpy Oldman had been running the Mac Tech class for like 25 years and every single person who'd gone through my school um, who had done Mat Tech in year eight, nine or whatever it is had made the exact same things mm. like over and over and over. It was the same every single year. And one of the things we made was um, you take a circle of this acrylic plastic, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you and you heat it up and then it would sit in this kind of like a mold. If you imagine um, a, a flat, a flat wooden base with like tiny posts sticking up. There's about six of them around a circle, mm-hmm. and you would push it. You would push it in, and the posts would like bend the bend the plastic. So it would make like a wavy sided bowl, mm-hmm. right? And then you'd like sand the edges and polish it, and you know you'd get to pick your color. And every single um, household who went through my school. Um, for this 25-year period, had these wavy bowls. Were they, like, useful? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so, because they would harden and just turn into bowls that you could put, like, your keys in or whatever. Uh, and the year after I left, the grumpy old man retired and they got this new Matt Tech teacher who, like, revamped the whole thing and you could make, like, whatever you want so people were able to make useful stuff, not just the same pencil cases that everyone had been making for 25 years. Mm. And so everyone got really excited about the new Matt Tech program. So we thought we were finally done with these bowls. Anyway... Uh, last week I was at my mum's house, which is near the my high school, and I popped into the op shop nearby, and I was in like the kitchen, <laughs> the kitchen section, and there was a stack of twelve of these acrylic bowls. Uh, that's very funny. Like they came back to haunt me. I did. What did we call it? I think we just called it woodwork, or maybe mm. it was called whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I I did it, and we. 
I had to make like um, a pencil box. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, kind of, I guess, like a slightly less wood version of a birdhouse, like yeah. easy thing to construct. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember because you have to get all the sides even mm-hmm. um, and sand it down. And I kept getting mine uneven. <laughs> to the point where I sanded it down, it was so thin that I couldn't fit any of my <laughs> Set it down to below pencil size. Yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty useless box. Yeah. But I made a cool rocket to put on the front. Oh, that's cool. Um, And then I made a a recipe holder. Oh, yeah. Which I actually used quite a lot. Do you mean like a a stand for a recipe book or a... Yeah, 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 like a stand for a recipe book. And I I would use it actually when I was like studying. So you Mm. put your like... It and then you'd have your computer there, yeah, right. To write on it, but for some reason, I thought it would be cool to put like the hang 10 feet on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it was just this recipe. Uh, you can take you- the boy out of Queensland, <laughs> yeah. So it just had these big feet on it, and yeah, I, just, right. like, I didn't really think through that you probably don't want to be equating like <laughs> recipes with feet, with big feet, yeah, <laughs> but um, you know. I think you had to t- put some design in yeah. it. I'm like, I'll do some feet. Do the feet. <laughs> they were kind of bung feet too, yeah, right. I'll be honest. Well, at least you've always got like a recipe book in front of them to hide the feet. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But I don't have any of those things anymore. No. Do you have any of you, do you have your weird bowl? No, we don't. Like my mum might have them lying around somewhere, but no, I think she would have gotten rid of them. Down at my partner's beach house, they've got all of the weird shit that you make when you're like quite young oh, out, yeah. of, out of clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't think our family was particularly sentimental. No. We're kind of like, that's nice. You made a hunk of clay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wombat. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's garbage, Callan, is what <laughs> this is. Put it in the bin <laughs> with you. <laughs> Um, but like her family have kept all of it. Yeah, um, right. And even just like, you know, like finger paintings and shit. Mm. Um, so yeah, every time we go down there, I'd marvel at the um these sculptural uh masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what any of them are. <laughs> <laughs> it's abstract, it's contemporary. Yeah, that's true. Were you the kind of a family who had family portraits like hanging around the house? No, no, no. My my auntie and uncle did that and my whole family was like <laughs> it always really freaked me out when you'd like go over to people's houses yeah. and they would and they would have just like you'd like normally in a hallway or something and you mm. would see like you know um all of the photos of them from age 0 to current age yeah and they were always so weird and staged yeah and it really freaked me out. I don't think we did any of that. Yeah, we we've got family. There's like a famous family photo of that was taken on Christmas. Um, and so it was like it was me, it was my family, my grandparents, and my my mum's side of the family. So it was probably about twenty or twenty two people. But and I would have been about seven or eight. And when I was that age, I was throwing a lot of tantrums for no reason. Mm-hmm. and I just lost it on Christmas Day for whatever reason, but it was time to take the photo. So this family portrait is like 19 <laughs> people all smiling happily and me being like restrained by my dad, held sideways, <laughs> screaming and crying with everyone else like smiling around me. 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. And they decided to persevere with that as the family photo that we'd keep from that year. It's a photo. I don't know what the story is behind it, but I remember just finding it. Um, I got like a bunch of photos. Uh, Mum sent all the old family photos for me to like hold on to, and I was going through them a little while ago. And I've got like face paint on, so I've got like a my face looks like clouds, and there's like a rainbow on my forehead, mm-hmm. and then solidarity. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're a real ally, Kellen. Well, and they were just like, that forehead, that is a <laughs> canvas if I've ever seen one. Let's go landscape on this one. I must paint on this forehead. <laughs> but then the photo is me like falling into the toilet bowl. <laughs> so it's kind of just my head. Well, like bum first. Yeah. So it's just my head sticking out and then my feet like next to my <laughs> It's kind of like the cover of that movie Ghoulies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, who was taking photos of me on the toilet or yeah. what, what the situation was. I, I kind of like the idea of you falling into the toilet and be like, Mom, help. Let me just get the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. This is, this is too funny to not scar you for life by leaving you in the toilet while I get the camera. <laughs> Did you ever have one of those moments where you thought you were in heaps of danger and then um, your parents just laughed at you? (laughs) I had this moment where I was climbing a tree and I fell and I caught the branch and I was like... Oh, my God, you're like Annie Mac. Exactly. I was yelling out to my... I think it was my dad. It's like, help, I'm going to fall. And they were just laughing at me. And I I looked down and I was about an inch from the camera. I was like, oh. (laughs) Safety first. Yeah. Well, that's going to just about do it for us for this episode of The Secret World of Callan Jack, in which Callan Jack watch Alex Mack. Callan, have you had a good time? Yeah. Yeah, I had a great time with this episode. We needed a good one. What was the last episode? I don't know. Our trophy case where Alex does all the extracurricular activities. Oh, it's all right. This was better than that one. This was better. Yeah. So hopefully episode 14 of The Secret World of Alex Mack is even better than episode 13. Um, So join us next week as we watch and discuss that. Um, Until then, you can email us on secretworldpod at gmail.com. Obviously, MacFax. Um, we've really uh, spread spread the gamut wide on those. So any Mac facts at all, as as loosely related as you like, send them through. Um, dick pics, obviously. Uh, <laughs> until next time, I've been Jack. I've been Cal. My best friend Ray thinks it's cool. And my sister Annie is a wet sock. <laughs> we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.